Welcome to the Little Things with Mitch and Jake. Jake, season four. How are we doing? Living the dream, my man. We're in Watertown right now. Um, we got an exciting quick hit here uh, with some teachers from around the area. Excited to get going. Yeah, we tried to do this with FBLA and it was a miserable fail. Completely. So what did we do? We bought a microphone. <laughs> Actually, my wife picked it up yesterday. I know you were super busy, but uh, we had sand volleyball and doing that kind of thing. And I mean, yeah, she's my rock. She does that. So I'm like, hey, pick me up a microphone. Sherry, you're the best, and you already know that, but you're the best. She hasn't listened to this thing since season <laughs> two. She's just, she's embarrassed by me, so. Well, we'll we make her listen to this episode specifically. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, we're around a round table. We presented two weeks ago to the mentorship program in South Dakota. I had a lot of teachers here, and we asked them two questions. What was something you've learned about yourself over the last year and a half? And what did we take for granted? prior to that and we realized that we did. And the answers we got, Jake, were unbelievable. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through them. We got, I got 12 of them on the first question and six on the other one. A few good ones on the sixth one. I think toilet paper made the list. So that should be fun to talk about. I, I want you to go into detail on that. So. On, in detail, are you sure about that? Maybe not. We might have to, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, we'll go through some of these and uh, yeah, go from there. So. First one, and we'll have some teachers here from uh, the Watertown area that will share some things. I tell you what, was it tough to get them up on this table or what? It was tough, but we do have a, a couple volunteers here. We appreciate that. Uh, we'll, we'll get their take on it as we get rolling, but just excited to dive in. So what we'll do is I'll ask the question, Jake. You can kind of share your thoughts on it. I will, and then we'll open it up to the table. Sounds great. First one. What is something you've learned about yourself? I had a teacher write, my work-life balance is a roller coaster and it always has been. Wow. Mitch, this seems like your answer because when you say you're busy, you hate the word busy, but this answer literally says busy. Mitch, you've got a lot more going on in life than I do right now. You've got a lot of moving parts. What's your take on this? Keeps me out of trouble. Keeps me out of trouble. Uh, my wife wonders often um, if I just don't like hanging out with her. That's not it. I just like to be busy. To be honest with you, if I'm not, my head spins and I, I, my anxiety picks up big time. I have to stay busy. I can't sit still. Can you believe that? Uh, yes, 100%. <laughs> but I, I do think you you still got to have balance in this life. And I, I do think from time to time, it, it takes something like a pandemic or, or losing someone in your life to realize where you actually are at. Because we don't ever slow down and look at that. Yeah, I think that's something that we can all relate to in 2020, the way that the pandemic went down, social distancing, right? A lot of us got isolated and we took a lot of time to ourselves that really, really threw a loop in our lives. And what that helped me do at least is find some more balance. Like you said, I was able to kind of dive in um, and, and do some inner work, slow down and, and kind of appreciate the little things in life, which is the name of our podcast, but it really helps you focus and, and wind down and, um, I think the roller coaster is a great way to put it. Life's a roller coaster, right? We go through the ups and downs, the hills and the valleys, and yet we're all still here battling. So I think that's pretty special and kind of a neat reflection there. Anyone at the table want to share something? Life was a roller coaster. Anyone want to share? I think I got to learn a lot more about my husband during the pandemic when we were home for those months. More than you ever wanted to? Yes, <laughs> more than I really wanted to, yeah. So it was, a, it was a learning curve. Anyone else? I would say my life used to be more of a roller coaster in regard to my work life, but I've learned as of late to make more time for the little things for myself. 
Love that. Like it, you know, I talk about it all the time. It's like we have to lose something or someone or something has to drastically change to slow down and look at those things. And I, I did say this pandemic and education, we are going to be able to teach kids better. We're going to be able to educate. We're going to be able to take time. I, I truly do think so. So thanks for sharing. Uh, I, I think that this one piggybacks right off that. What have you learned about yourself? I'm much more resilient and empathetic than I ever thought I was. What do you got on that? You're more empathetic than you ever thought you were? No, that wasn't me. It was from another teacher. I haven't um. learned anything about that for me. <laughs> <laughs> I may go the opposite way. Yeah, um, resiliency is a big thing. Uh, I can really connect to that. Um, I know we talked to this group a little bit, how Mitch and I went our separate ways after college. Um, I lived in North Dakota, Colorado, and Oklahoma, all in a span of 15 months. And resiliency really, really connects with me because I had no other choice. I had to be resilient. Um, when we slow down and appreciate the small things, we realize just how important the little things are in life. And it took me about that 15 month roller coaster of a journey to kind of be able to understand, okay, I need to slow down. I'm chasing all of this external stuff. Really, it's about the internal things. It's about the connection with people. It's about the relationships that we're forming. That's where my resiliency comes in. Um, empathy is, is a big part of that as well too. Um, we learn how to empathize with people. Like we mentioned all the time, Mitch, in our episodes, we never truly know what people are going through. People are walking by us left and right and we have no idea what they're going through. So it's important to be empathetic towards those individuals. So kind of looking at it, I mean, resilient and empath empathetic, like obviously parents and families had to learn about that. but. Guys, you're at the forefront of this, like resilient and empathetic, like your guys' jobs changed in 24 hours. And what, where are you guys at with that? Holy smokes, I, I think we're talking to the right group for this question. What, what do you guys think? Um, I, I am like unique probably to the group that this was my first year back in teaching. Welcome and, back. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I took the job like beginning of March and then I watched the world fall apart and have four kids of my own. And so kind of went through that teaching time with them and then thinking, oh my goodness, like I don't know how I'm gonna do, my kids need me more than ever and I just took a job and I decided I'm, you know, my kids are in, all in school now, I can go back and teach again. Um, and so to me, I just, that resiliency was, I mean, something that I had to develop because I was, I was fearful of what the year was going to look like having my own kids like what if everything shuts down and I have my own kids and these 75 others you know that I'm trying to to do and the what ifs and the the fear of that and the resiliency came in just learning how to take a day at a time it was like today all my kids went to school and today all my kids were in class and today I had two online so today I did the that and like it just taught me a ton about taking a moment at a time. And, um, and realize like faith is, is where I put everything. And so realizing like not in this alone, like I just took a day at a time and knew that God was walking beside me through those moments and that he was taking care of my kids here and there. And I just, I learned a ton about like not looking at the big daunting picture and looking at just little, little moments and what can I do in this moment and why am I put in this place in this moment and what can I do with it. 
So that's, I learned a ton. I love hearing that. Thank you for sharing that uh, reflection. Two things stuck out to me. One is fear, right? We, mm -hmm. we go through fear all the time. Um, you obviously had a lot going on there. Well, there's a quote out there that says, the best things in life are on the other side of fear. And I, I read that a long time ago. And what that teaches us, or at least has taught me in the past, is that if you're fearful of something, it's kind of, call it a greater power or whatever you believe in, it's, it's that intuition, that sign that is showing you that you should dive into that thing. The best things in life are on the other side of fear. So I thought that was really cool. Another thing that you said was, uh, your faith, like I said, believing in something bigger, um, you're being guided and it just, you had to choose to believe. You just had to believe. Day by day, a lot going on, but you chose to just take it step by step, um, knowing that there was, knowing that you're being guided essentially. So that's, that's really great. Thanks for that reflection. Are you sure you didn't come? Because like one of my points is that I can do it all. Mom, wife, teacher, daughter. <laughs> kind of a baptism by fire, essentially. I think that sounds spot on. And I, I don't know. I think a lot of times in education, we don't give enough credits to kids. We don't give enough credit to ourselves um, and what we're able to deal with. And it, it takes a pandemic to realize how like awesome we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Next one, and the reason I want to share this is just because no one, we all kind of disconnected from each other. We got on islands during the pandemic. Everyone, not just educators, but everyone did. And people were still dealing with stuff. So number 10 here is, uh, what is something you learned about yourself? I can kick cancer's butt. Like that person was dealing with a pandemic and everything that we dealt with, they had cancer. They were fighting for their life too. Jake, that's pretty cool. I think it goes back to resiliency and, and belief. Um, we're a lot stronger than we give ourselves credit for. Uh, like I said, life's a wild ride and it's a roller coaster. And when we're up, uh, we don't really think that we'll be down again. And when we're down, we never think that we're going to get up again. But it's literally that resiliency. It's taking those day-by-day -day tallies to get yourself better. And a big part of that is a belief in yourself. We're very, very strong. We make mistakes. Uh, we get in tough spots, but I think it's important to realize that, hey, we're still here. Like the toughest things that you've gone through in your life, you're literally still here today. How cool is that? You know, a lot of times we don't give ourselves credit for that. And certain, you know, certain mistakes maybe drag us back down further than they need to, but we're still here. We're still battling. We're still breathing and we're still enjoying our time. So I think that's, that's very, very cool and a cool reflection. When I think you look at the mentorship program and what they have to offer, because that's where this stuff came from. It's offering someone to go to in a society that doesn't push that at all. I mean, when you ask for help in our society, you're weak, right? I mean, you're weak. And we were on islands during the pandemic, and our society still felt that, like, we were weak when you reach out to people. I had that student, you know, that said, what is something you've given up on? I said, my life, I've got a plan, I'm going to commit suicide. And she gave that to me. And three days later, thanked me. I'm like, whoa, whoa, thank me, thank you. You did one of the toughest things a person can do in one of the deepest, darkest holes a person's ever been in. And like, think about that hole that that individual's in and what their mindset was through that. So not only were they educating kids, but yeah, they're fighting for their life. And I think not only for teachers, they were dealing with that, a lot more baggage, but think about the students and the families as well that were going through all of this stuff. But we were, we were worried about ourselves and getting our family through it. But I mean, 
Something you talked about there real quick is vulnerability. Um, we've talked about that in previous episodes too. And one thing that I just want to remind you listeners out there and everyone in the room too is vulnerability is actually strength. You know, how hard is it to go to someone and tell someone that you're struggling? How hard is it to have a tough conversation with a family member about a mistake you made, right? Um, that takes strength. So vulnerability, I think, um, is a little bit counterintuitive where vulnerability is actually strength and it's showing you how strong those individuals are. So I just want to make that point. So we're going to go around the table and make sure everyone gets involved. Everyone's like rolling their eyes here. The last one on what you've learned about yourself is that you need to find an escape. I think we learned that when our backs are against the wall, we have to make that decision. We have no other ways to find an escape. And some of them are healthy and some of them are unhealthy. Um, but I guess that's what I want to go around the table with. I'll, I'll talk to Jake first so you guys can think about it a little bit. During that time in the pandemic, when we were kind of bound to where we were at, what was your escape? What'd you do? Yeah, so I, I preach on this a lot, but I had to really, really slow down. So during the pandemic, what happened, right? The COVID happened, news is covering it 24 seven. There's riots, everyone is scared, fearful. Um, it's an election year, like there's so much going on, right? The world was so, so noisy. So what I had to do is I had to disconnect, I had to unplug, right? I deleted social media apps for weeks at a time. Um, I heard this once, but if you wanna find happiness, start doing things that you enjoyed as a kid again. So what I would do is I would go outside, leave the phone at home, I would go play basketball, I would go on a run, I would go hiking. Um, I took up hiking in Colorado and I've really, really enjoyed it since then because it gives you such a, a deep sense of satisfaction, appreciation, helps you slow down, kind of regain your thoughts a little bit. So that was my escape was to disconnect and slow down. We had very much different childhoods. I like Mortal Kombat, <laughs> a nerd. You went on runs as a kid? <laughs> well, basketball, football, okay, sports, that's whatever. Fair. I thought you just went out for a run. I'm like, what a lame Cross, crunch, that was the last thing on my mind, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got next? Um, when uh, kind of everything hit and everything was closed down, um, I worked for a gym, and so I would you know, take my keys and get to the gym and be there by myself. Didn't bring my kids along or anything else, and the longest workouts I ever did because I was away <laughs> I'd lock the door listen to the music that I wanted to listen to and um, like as I'd listen to people like I can't you know, I have to work out at home I have to do it I was like this is this is like where I feel like I can keep my normal I can still leave and still go do that and that was really important and the other thing was I stopped watching the news the news was over for me shut it off I don't want it in the house I don't want the kids hearing it I don't want to hear it and we're gonna do life and so me and my kids and my husband we did life that summer we pretended nothing was really happening we spent a lot of time together that way but my escape was always gym time by myself so cool awesome so I was living in Arizona I moved to Arizona two years ago last July or 2019 in July and so I made it from July to March, kind of just exploring and hanging out with my roommate. And so then when March hit, it was in this new place, kind of didn't know a lot of people. So everything was closed. So we just kind of um, found hikes to do, went outside. That was kind of our big escape in this new place. Awesome. Good place to do that, right? Yes. You said you went hiking in there. Did you do Camelback by chance? Yes. 
I did that three weeks ago, and I did not realize how hard that was. It's hard. It was also like 108 degrees out. So yeah. props to you. Wow. I saw a picture of it, and I got tired. So like, I think that was enough for me. There was parts on there where you have to literally use a pole that's cemented into the ground to pull yourself up. Did yes. you do that side of it? Yes, and they make it seem like it's like a very... Like you Google it, and that's the first one that comes up is like do camelback because it's kind of close to everything. Right. But it's a hard hike. It's like rock climbing. Yeah, you're like bear crawl up it. You're sweating profusely. I went through a canteen, three water bottles, two power bars, and I was dead. And I didn't take a leak once. So I don't know if we can have that on the podcast, but <laughs> that's how hot it was. That's how hard it was. It was terrible. I was going to even ask on the podcast because we can we can put whatever we want on the podcast. <laughs> what did you do the night before? Did you get a good night rest or not? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Right. He's a liar. <laughs> Next up. Um, I would have to say that I, before I talk about my escape, I loved hearing everybody outside. I remember even when I was teaching and I would hear my neighbor kid up, kiddos outside um, it reminded me a lot of my childhood because I think for the most part everybody was inside and not that that's always a bad thing but it was nice to hear people living life and being outside my escape um, I may say this with a little bit of shamefulness um, is reality TV and Netflix and and binging shows so, yeah but did you have time to do that yeah before before that I think not as much, not as much as, yeah. So once again, I'm an empty nester. My husband and I are empty nesters. So it was kind of like getting to know each other again. We played a lot of cards. It was like, okay, you remember this game? Yeah, I remember this game. And then we would do, um, I have a kind of a large family. So we would do Zoom which we connected that we didn't know that we could be doing. We learned a lot about Zoom. So it was kind of fun connecting to nieces that are over in Europe or, a, you know, a brother that's in Washington or whatever. It was, oh, what's happening in your neck of the woods and getting to know what was going on in other places. So it was a good connection that way. There's a different look. Do you guys ever do like a Zoom happy hour or whatever? Yeah, we did that, and that, that actually reminded me too of us. Father's Day was on Sunday, and we couldn't get the audio and video to work. We were trying to FaceTime or Zoom with the family. Yeah. And uh, my mom at one point goes, I hate technology. And I literally go, <laughs> Mom, do you realize if we didn't have technology, wouldn't, we wouldn't be together virtually right now for Father's Day? Do you realize that? So <laughs> she's like, well, yeah. But um, yeah, that's cool. We did a lot of Zooms too. Put her in her place. I, yeah. That doesn't happen often. Usually the mom puts you in your place. Yeah. But well, every once in a while you can sneak one in. Yeah. yeah a little bit. Good for you. <laughs> what about you, Mitch? What did you do to escape? Family time. I feel like this pandemic was the best thing that happened to me. Um, it just, you put things in priority or you know, in perspective and um, spent a lot more time with my family and my kids and realized like what I was missing before that like so when I was running doing all these things you don't realize it until it's gone you know and then you're you're doing that and it's like well I do want to spend more time with my kids so I think it changed the direction of our lives as a family and I think we got a lot closer for it and I think it's really easy to say that stuff if you had talked to me during it you'd have been like oh. You know, but I think looking back on it, uh, yeah. but not everyone has a good had a, as good of an experience as I did. I know people really struggled, lost their jobs, and things like that. And 
just trying to find the positives out of them, I think, are huge. Which is key because there there is positive takeaways and something that we can learn from and, and actually utilize through all those tough times. So the pandemic had its had its burdens, that's for sure, but some positives came out of it as well too. So yeah, we're kind of at the 20 minute mark and that's kind of what we run with quick hits. I want to go through this list though, that what did we take for granted? Personal relationships, my health, toilet paper and hand sanitizer, there you go. Seeing students and my mom in the nursing home, traveling freely and not being able to say goodbye properly. Which one sticks out to you, Jake? Uh, the last one for sure, not being able to say goodbye properly. I'm a big handshake guy, high fiver, hugger, and I obviously couldn't do that with not only co-workers and friends and stuff, but uh, family members obviously too. Um, my grandma specifically, I think that's where I got my hugging from. Well, I couldn't hug her and that, you could just tell how tough that was. You know, we would visit from, we would stand outside of her deck and have to talk to her from up above, obviously, distance. And that was really, really tough. Um, but that one sticks out to me is just not being able to say goodbye properly. Yeah, I think face-to-face uh, -face conversations are big for me. I mean, Zoom was great. I talked to a lot of people that were like in a depression. Like they, they, they went into a depression just because of the, the communication and stuff and people strive on that you know there's some people that are very much introverted that probably loved the pandemic oh now you're giving me an excuse to read inside all day you know but some like extroverts really really struggled through so i think that's what i took for granted is that ability to do that i mean we're still educating kids but a lot of us got into education because of the interactions with kids and when that's taken away we can do all the cruddy stuff and that's all we do like that's what makes the cruddy stuff okay is that stuff that we lost. So I think, um, yeah, a lot of stuff we took for granted, but I think at the end of the day, we're, we're better for it. So um, got an episode next time um, with uh, Cardboard Confessionals. We'll jump right back into a normal episode. Jake, any last thoughts? No, just uh, thank you for the volunteers that came up. Uh, we're really excited to publish this, and thanks for sharing your guys' stories. It means a lot. And thanks to anyone listening. You know, I know it's going to be, we'll send it out to uh, the mentorship program, everyone in here. Thanks for what you guys have done in the last year and a half. A very thankless job. Uh, but I think it's enough thank you from hearing from what the parents said, like, take them back. I think that was enough <laughs> of a thank you. But, um, again, it's like what I said in the first hour. If you haven't been told, like, if you haven't heard it, you just haven't been told. Like, people know the importance. I always thought right from the get-go that education was going to get a new meaning, like in a new sense of appreciation. It has. I just don't think we've been told yet. So thank you for all you've done. Anyone listening that educating, uh, any nurses, doctors in the medical field, service folks, um, we wouldn't have made it without you. So thank you. Jake, appreciate you having here, and we'll go. This is Mitch. And Jake. Signing out.